Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, your daily delight of a history podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. In today's episode, continuing through our month of dynamic duos, it is a love letter to time and tide, forces far stronger than any of us. They are both precious and fleeting, neither stop for anyone or anything. I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me for this love letter to Time and Tide, right after a brief word from our sponsors. Dear Time and Tide, Ever since people began to walk the earth, we've had an ongoing struggle with you. Sometimes you are our enemy. Sometimes you are our friend. A few things are certain. We cannot escape you. No matter what the human race accomplishes, you will always be stronger and more powerful than us. Although you have always existed, the origins of the phrases about you are unclear. Some believe it was Chaucer in 1395 that first wrote about you in Prologue to the Clerk's Tale. Even if this is accurate and Chaucer first penned the phrase, people understood the concept long before. Humanity may be slow to understand things, but it couldn't have taken long to learn that you march on regardless of what we do or say. Thus the most popular iteration of the phrase, Time and tide wait for no man. It's a complicated relationship we have. You are our constant companion. Nothing we do could surprise you because you've seen it all. But as our enemy, you steal from us and show us no mercy. Often, we want to turn you around, even if only briefly. Many times, we beg for a pause, but our pleas fall on deaf ears. Other times, we pray for more of you. More minutes, days, hours, years. More memories, more moments more time, and more tide. Whenever we have these wishes, we are inevitably reminded of the power dynamic in our fraught relationship. No one is so powerful that they can stop the march of time. No one is so powerful they can speed it up or slow it down. While we all know what time is, and we have our modern-day understanding of what tide is, tide originally meant something different. The idea of tide representing man's control, is thought to have first been introduced in the King Canute story. In this story, he used the literal tide to show his courtiers that there are limits even to the king's power, that even the most powerful king could not make the sea obey him. The original version of the expression meant something different. Instead of referring to the rising and falling of the seas, tide used to refer to a period or season of time. We still hear this meaning of the word in the phrase good tidings, referring to a good event or occasion. Whichever version of the word tide is intended, the meaning does not change. Essentially, you are there to remind us that life will pass by, so don't waste the time we have. Your enduring power and persistent impact on us have become the proverbial phrase we use to remind ourselves that we cannot stop the passage of time or the movement of the tides. So what do we do with this knowledge? Many of us ignore it. Others deny it. 
the wise heed it. The few wise among us who truly understand and accept your power realize that when an opportunity presents itself, they must act because they may never get that chance again. They stop struggling against you and make you their friend. We often curse and blame you, but there is no thing in life that is fairer and more consistent than you. You have no favorites and you give no favors. You are completely impartial. It does not matter to you in the least if we're rich or poor, powerful or weak, young or old. Everyone's hour has the same 60 seconds in it. Everyone's year has 365 days. No more, no less. As far as we have been able to figure, the three categories we can put you into, the past, the present, and the future. But this is really just our own construct to try to make sense of you. Our present is instantly our past. The future is just as quickly as the present, and the present is too often used by thinking about the past and the future. The one thing we can all agree upon is that whatever we do, we should not waste you, time, our most precious commodity. You are life itself. But we are sometimes unable to abide to this command that we know we should live by. We waste you in so many ways, always kidding ourselves that we have so much more of you, only to be cruelly reminded that we don't. Shakespeare summarized this beautifully in Richard II, Act 5, Scene 5. I wasted time and now doth time waste me. Poets, authors, and songwriters have written about you as long as they've had the words to do so. We've grappled with your elusive meaning and your unavoidable force. We have always sought to control our destiny, and we've made many strides in the ways of doing that, but you, time and tide, will never yield to our attempts. Shortly before the birth of Christ, ancient poet and lyricist Homer said, Seize the day and put the least possible trust in tomorrow. The wise among us still try to heed this advice. 2,000 years ago, Marcus Aurelius said, Time is a sort of river of passing events, and strong is its current. No sooner is a thing brought to sight than it is swept by and another takes its place, and this too will be swept away. English poet Austin Dobbs once wrote, Time goes, you say? Ah, no. Alas, time stays. We go. No doubt you are elusive and pass through our hands like water, refusing to be captured. Another thing that we can all agree upon is that you are the greatest of all teachers, but you are also the cruelest. We learn from you, but we don't get a chance to go back and correct our mistakes. There's no eraser, no retakes. How can we best honor you, time and tide? We must do it now, whatever it is. Figure out what we're supposed to do and then do it. Don't wait. We may be waiting for a time that doesn't exist or a tide that won't return. As modern poet and lyricist James Taylor wrote, the secret of life is enjoying the passage of time. Could this really be what you're trying to teach us? Could it just be as simple as that? 19th century famed author Mark Twain said, the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. So maybe they're both right. 
We are meant to find out what we're here to do and then enjoy the time we are given by doing that thing. Humankind has been trying to unlock the mystery of you since we walked the earth. Maybe the lesson is that we aren't supposed to know. A constant reminder that we are infinitely small compared to time. Time will continue long after we do not. Buddha once said, the problem is you think you have time. In one of the great movies from a recent time, teacher John Keating in Dead Poets Society, played by Robin Williams, left his students with the following command. Seize the day, boys. Make your lives extraordinary. We would all do well to follow that advice since we know that you, time and tide, will not wait for any of us. Here's to you, time and tide, the most powerful and consistent companions in life. And until we meet again, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings. Stay in love.